Before we start the podcast, I just wanted to pop in here to invite you to a new, exciting, one-of-a-kind club called the Life in Control Club. If you love the mindsets and the strategies and the suggestions and the way I teach and inspire you, then you're going to love this club, and I want to invite you to become a member. It is all about getting control of your life at home and at work, so you make a dramatic impact in your life. You can find out more details, but I just want to share with you a couple of the huge benefits. Number one, you get direct access to me, so two live calls a month to ask any and all of your questions related to productivity, time management, goal setting, delegating, systemizing, organizing, why doesn't my family ever listen to me? type questions. So you take back control of your life with your family, at home, with your work, with your business. Those calls are recorded and posted so you can listen to them on your schedule. You'll also get another live training with me every single month where we go in depth on a topic like how to set goals that really work or how to delegate like a boss. Plus there's a private community and then a where you can ask questions and brainstorm with other awesome, amazing women. And then another whopper benefit is that right now you can get access to my $2,500 program, Life in Control. With your membership, you get instant access to it. So you have that training at your fingertips all the time. You can get all the details at lifeisorganized.com forward slash the club. The club, that's right. And when you click the join today button, there's a purple button and a blue button on that page. When you click that, you're going to want to apply the $100 discount I have for you for their first month. Yes, 100 buckaroos off for your first month of the membership. When you click on the button, you'll be asked to create a login. So you have to put in your email and your name. And just below that, it's going to say coupon code. So that's where you want to go. Put in the code 100 off. Now those are numbers. 100OFF. Okay, 100 off. And that's where you'll get the $100 off your first month and there's no commitment or obligation, like no learn long-term contracts. Okay? So if you're like, "Hallelujah, I know I work great with accountability. I'm dying for consistent motivation." And by the way, I'd love to get this all in an affordable way, then I've got your back, sister. Do not wait to sign up because enrollment is closing in two weeks. We close on September 5th, it's 2021 right now. So go ahead, get yourselves in there, and I cannot wait to support you and cheer you on. Again, go on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash the club. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to another episode of Productivity on Purpose. It is so awesome to have you here. All right, so let's get into this week's topic about over planning. When I speak or train or coach, I typically get questions around how to plan, 
Like people are generally saying, I plan my day, things go really off the rails, how do I get back on track, or I don't plan enough, or I don't have the time to plan. Like there always seems to be these struggles and challenges around planning, which I totally understand. This is a skill that needs to be built. It's not something we're born with. It can be learned, but yeah, it's something that doesn't really come naturally. And so I understand the frustrations around planning, about planning not working, about planning going off track and how to get back on. However, in the last two weeks, I have gotten three questions or have had conversations around over planning. And so I feel like this was a sign, right? Maybe I've always gotten these questions and I didn't realize it or I didn't notice it, but because it was three times essentially in a row, come on now. I'm like, okay, I need to talk about this. The universe is telling me something and I just got to jump on and do an episode on this topic. So the questions or the conversations about over planning and my over planning, they have come in completely different forms. So I did a training at an awesome local university a couple of weeks ago. And after I was done and this woman who came up after at the end to ask questions, and by the way, this was the MBA program. So it was all of these students in the probably like mid twenties to mid thirties who were kicking off their MBA program at this university. So it was their first day, and I was like the final speaker to really help give them some practical tips of how to manage all the demands that were going to be put on their plate, because many of them are working, they're going to school, they have families, you know, all the stuff, like, like everyone. So she came up to me, and she was like, listen, she's like, I didn't want to really ask this in front of everyone, but I'm just wondering, is it possible to overplan? People say I plan too much and I'm too stringent and I have every moment of my life planned out. I love planning. I'd be lost without my planner. Like I love planning every second of every day. My mom says my life is too planned and is it just too much? So that was the first question that came in. The second was maybe a few days later on a one-on-one coaching call, my client told me, also that how much she loves to plan, but specifically vacations. Okay. So she's not planning in all the areas of her life, like that first, the first woman who spoke to me, but she loves to plan the vacays, right? And she says that her friends get stressed out just looking at her itineraries because she has spreadsheets and she has everything planned out, like from, you know, when they're driving and where they get there and what restaurants they're going to go to and what site to see and timeframes. And she's like, this just stresses them out. They don't even like want to see my itinerary. But for her, she's like, it just makes me so much more at peace when I'm on vacation. Like, I just want to know that we know where we're going. We know we're ending up and we're not wasting our time on the vacation trying to figure this out. She's like, that really stresses me out. But is this just too much? And then the third was a conversation on a recent Q&A call in my Life in Control Club, the membership club that you just heard about in the beginning of this episode about over planning that one of the amazing women in that group, she said, well, sometimes I spend so much of my day planning because I love planning to the point where I'm not really doing enough work. I'm just planning. I'm planning and then planning and planning and planning all the time. To which another person in the group said, that's definitely not my problem. I'm not planning enough. But We're sticking to the ones who are over planning. So that was the third instance of a different issue with over planning. But again, she was like, gosh, am I just doing this too much? 
So I walked you through those three because they are distinct questions, even though they're around overplanning. They're actually really three distinct issues with potentially too much planning. But on any of them and all of them, essentially, if you want to determine, are you planning too much? I would bring it down to these three questions. These are the three questions I would ask myself or I would suggest you ask yourself. Number one, is the plan working for you or against you? So I'll get into detail about that in just a sec. The second is how does the plan make me feel? Okay, so this is a little different. How does the plan make me feel, not the planning? And I'll talk about the differentiation there. And then finally, is planning or my planning, is my planning being used as a procrastination tool? So those are the three. Is the plan working against me or for me? Is a plan, how does it make me feel? And then am I using it as a procrastination tool? Okay, so here's the deal. You want to think through the planning as one part of what's going on here. And then the second part is the plan itself. So there's a planning when you're actually sitting down, thinking it through, writing things out, making the list, looking at your calendar. And then there's like what happens with the plan when the plan is in place, okay? So I think that we have to really focus on both of those, not just one or the other. And here's why. Because if you're focusing on one or the other, I guarantee you'll find gratification and joy out of one of those. However, it doesn't mean it's serving you the best way. Okay, so it's not what's making you feel most rewarded and successful at the end of the day, but you're really enjoying or finding gratification in one of them. All right, so let me give you an analogy because I think that's totally confusing and the analogy will will get you to like really understand this and you know, I love me my analogies. So it's like saying, I want to think about what I'm eating and what I've eaten to determine my success, right? So that's like the planning and the actual plan. So what am I eating and then what I did eat, and this will determine how rewarded or successful I feel. So when I'm shoving a pint of Jenny's Brambleberry Crisp ice cream down my throat, it feels awesome, right? So when I'm actually eating at that moment, I'm having instant gratification. It feels so dang good. I cannot stop, right? It's so freaking good. But when I finish the pint and I've thought about what I've eaten, I literally loathe myself. I hate myself. I want to cry. I want to throw up. (laughs) I curse myself for days. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Right? It totally puts me in a negative, negative spin there. So I'm thinking, so when it's actually happening, it's gratification and afterwards it's regret. Okay. So it's, not the in my best interest or the way I should be making decisions by thinking only about the present and what's currently going on and what's currently giving me satisfaction. But I also need to be thinking about how I'm going to feel afterwards and the impact that's going to happen on me later. So that is the analogy to the planning and the plan. Even though you might love the planning, right? You're like, I love it. It gives me so much gratification. I can make my list and I'm such a perfectionist. I love to see my color-coded stuff on my calendar and everything looks so smooth and it feels so good and so in my control. When the plan actually happens, maybe the plan itself, when I'm when I'm going through that, that feels stressful. It feels stringent. It feels like too constrained. It is stressing other people out, right? Because it's too much structure. So again, I want you to be thinking about this in both ways. Is it the planning or the plan? Because 
if either one of them isn't feeling really great or isn't serving you in the best way, then there's a problem. Okay, so just to back up a second here, my overall feeling is that you always want to be on the higher spectrum of planning than on the lower end of the spectrum of not planning. Like if I had to choose one, if I was like, oh my gosh, are you being an over planner or an under planner? I'd say be the over planner. Like I would definitely say go on you know, that side of the spectrum. Again, go high and you can always scale back. But if you're not planning at all, it's like, like I said, a new skill that has to be developed and you have it and part, you know, something you just, you've got to like start doing in your life. But scaling back is easier. So I just want to start there that to start there by saying, even if you're finding it stressful about the plan, even if it's like you're too stringent, I, I definitely think it's better that you're there because we can always scale back. So let's go back to the three questions. Uh, The first one was from the woman at the the MBA student who was lovely and said, you know, I uh, plan out everything in my calendar. People say I plan too much. I'm too stringent. I have every moment of my life planned out. My mom says my life is too planned. So first I asked her, okay, I'm like, you mentioned your mom. Is she the one who's stressed out by this or are you stressed out by this? Or is she stressing you out with her stress? Or like, really, is it the plan? Are you stressed out? Because at the end of the day, her mom isn't running her life. Her mom isn't the one that's like taking the action, getting through everything on her plate. If that plan is working for her, for her to have everything on her calendar every minute, and it works just fine, and she enjoys it, and she thrives on it, and things are going well, and it's not causing her personally stress, then don't take on the stress of someone else. Don't change what ain't, what's not broken, right? We don't need to be influenced by saying just because someone else doesn't like the plan that it's just too stringent. However, if it is stressing you out, the person actually doing it, well, then yeah, there's something, a shift you might want to make or a tweak. So the, at first she said, you know what? It really doesn't stress me out. And then she kind of backtracked and she was like, well, sometimes things do take longer than I anticipate. And I haven't left enough time in between, let's say my two meetings or the two things, the two tasks I have on my calendar. And that stresses me out. So I also asked her, do you plan for your downtime or your self-care? Like, Do you have time block for exercise and just hanging out with your friends and going to a movie and just binge watching TV and everything else for you for like reading? And she said, yes. So I was like, okay. So the great news here is that you are planning even stuff just for you to, again, just that's for your personal development and your personal growth and your personal relaxation. You're also planning all these things for school and socially and family commitments fantastic. But if it is stressing you out, which she did mention, yes, you know, things take longer. And then when they I don't have time, I'm like, really, you know, I'm just, I'm distressed. So my suggestion was basically to leave more buffer time on all of those things she had planned out in her life. Just leave the buffer time. And I could tell she was pushing me like in the sense, like she really wanted an amount of time. She was like, well, what do you mean? Like how much time? And I was like, okay, if you really want a number, I'll say 20%. So if you have an hour, right, for the whatever task you have, and then back to back, you have another hour or 30 minutes for something else, I'd say really give yourself an hour and 10 minutes, right? Like do another 20% of that. And um, and then that way it's like, or really that's like 12 minutes, I guess, really. But like give yourself a little bit more time in between 
each of those back-to-back tasks, even if part of that is like driving from here or going there, walking over because she had all that in her plan, leave some of that buffer time. So 20% is kind of a good estimation. Sometimes, as we all know, it can go over 100%. It can go over 50%. It can go under. But at least that way, you have some kind of buffer in there that is not completely stressing you out. Um that you know every single thing has got to be planned. And again, I'm going to go back to, for the most part, she really enjoyed this. It did not stress her out. It was more about other people saying that it was stressing them out, right? But she was really confident in her schedule and it helped her get everything done. Okay, in the second case of the, the, the woman, the colleague, or the client rather, that was talking about the vacations, I'm going to go back to the three questions that I started off with. I asked her, is the plan working for you or against you? How does the plan make you feel? And are you using the planning as a procrastination tool? So here's the thing. She said the plan was actually mostly working for her, not against her. It really did help the whole family. She had young kids really determine where they were going, where they needed to be. Um, You know, it it was mostly helpful. But in terms of making her feel... She said that sometimes the same thing. Yes, it can be stressful. When I'm off the plan, I've put so much work into it. Now we're not sticking to it. Somebody wants to stay longer at something. It can stress her out. So essentially, I was like, okay, if that's the case, then especially on vacation, that's not how you want to feel, right? And I might put in a much bigger buffer than a 20% there because it's vacation. This is your downtime. This is some time for spontaneity. And so maybe you just put some kind of key milestones and key like three big things you want to get done in that day. And by the way, that can just be like laying out by the pool the first half of the day, the second half of the day, we'll go see one site and then we'll end up with dinner somewhere, right? So it becomes more flexible. It's something that is you still feel like you're in control, but you're not down to like every hour, every two hours, especially again, when it's like, it's something that should be a little bit more unstructured, right? This is your fun relaxation time. So there is a compromise you can give yourself. You're like, I still have a general plan. I have a roadmap for my day, but if things go off, well, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, it's all good. It's all good. And I think that a lot of it is just also giving yourself that permission as you go into these plans, that things are going to change. Things are going to be variable. Things are going to be malleable, right? It, it's going to change and you're going to kind of ride with that flow. So in this case, the planning was not being used as a procrastination tool because she was actually acting on it. It was just making her feel more confident instead of just going in and just being like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there. I get that. But it did feel like this was a little bit more stressful. And again, if her friends are stressed out by that spreadsheet, don't share it with them. Like it's not about them unless, of course, you're holding them to this schedule. Well, then, yeah, if you're like vacationing with your friends and you have this spreadsheet and and they're just like, no, we want to hang out a lot more. I mean, that's a totally different scenario. But if it's just you and 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 they're looking at it and stressing them out, you do what's good for you and your family. Okay, some people can fly by the seat of their pants because that's their personality and that works just fine for them and they have no problem with that. Others just need more routine and more structure because that's what makes your vacation relaxing. So you do you, girl, but don't do it in a way that's so stressful. Go into it thinking, I'm just going to create my roadmap and be open to change. And then finally, the last example of the client who said, you know, I spent so much of my time planning instead of doing, I love planning and planning and planning and planning. 
what I'd say about that is that at the end of the day, I will always stand by this. As I mentioned earlier, being on that high side of the spectrum of planning, right? Your success lies in your ability to plan. So I love that you're a planner. If that's you, congratulations. It's awesome. However, not at the cost of using it as procrastination for actually doing the work. There's a quote by James Clear, who I love, and he says, planning and preparation are useful until they become a form of procrastination. So if you feel like I am planning and then let's plan, let's plan, let's plan, because I really just don't want to do the next step. I don't want to take the action. It's scary. It's going to be a lot of work. It's overwhelming. Now your plan planning is hindering you from actually doing what you need to do, right? So now we come back to that question of how does it make you feel? Not just the plan, but the planning. The actual planning could feel really great, right? You're getting this personal sense of satisfaction, like so much gratification in the moment. But when the plan doesn't come to fruition, because now you spend all your day planning instead of taking action, then you feel unsuccessful, unrewarded for the day. So not just how does the planning feel, but how does the plan feel? Right, never want to use planning to the extent where it is at the cost of feeling like a failure, of adding more stress to your life, or using it as a way to push off what you know you really should be doing. The goal of planning is to help you achieve your goals. So the very act of doing it, of actually planning, heightens your awareness as to what's most important. It sets expectations for yourself and other people, and it makes you feel more successful. If your planning is making you more stressed out or if the plan itself that you don't actually take action on makes you more anxious or affecting your confidence or your self-esteem when you can't follow through the plan, when you are too stringent with it, when you can't work with the plan, there is a problem with your planning, right? And it might be time to scale back a bit or call it for what it is and recognize that it's just an excuse for you to not take action. All right. So if you spent more time thinking about a thing rather than doing that thing, listen closely. Now is the time for one small next action. Anyone who has ever put out anything meaningful, significant, or rewarding into the world most likely started before they were ready, before the plan was perfected. Because ladies, let me tell you, the plan will never be perfect. There will always be a kink thrown in there, always, always, always. So move forward. Momentum is one of your greatest assets. With it, you continue to take action after action, getting closer and closer to your goals. And without it, you risk stagnation, mediocrity, and even a decline in your success and your talents. And I know you don't want that. I'm going to link to episode 28, Why Your Planning is Unsuccessful, where I get much deeper into the mindset shifts that you want to make if you like to plan, but it's not working out, and how momentum is a procrastination slayer. So I'll go ahead and link that below or in the notes. Okay, so I think we are ready for this week's challenge. I always encourage you to take one small action every week and make your time here with me feel really valuable for you. So today's action is a quickie. Take a minute, right? And ask yourself if your planning is one, too overplanned, or on the flip side, it's holding you back 
from taking action. Like you're just planning too much, right? And then what's one action you can take to make planning work better for you? Do you need to add some buffer time in? Do you need to take an action and start moving on already and put the planning aside? Do you need to just let go of the plan a bit so you're not causing so much anxiety and stress and really say, I know I'm a great planner, but it's not helping me. It's working against me instead of for me and scale back. Or maybe it's even just listening to episode 28 that I just mentioned. Sound good? Awesome. Listen, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 80. Let me know what you did. I would love to be your personal cheerleader and your guide. As we wrap up today, I want to invite you again to join the Life in Control Club. If you're not there yet, you are missing out. Get in while enrollment is open only through September 5th, 2021. And while you're there, why not get $100 off your first month? Yes, for reals. Use the coupon code 100 off. It's the numbers 100 off. This is the best place for you to start igniting your productivity, squash your stress, and take control of your time and energy and wake up with a plan that works at home and in your business and at work. And I'm going to help you every step of the way, provide answers, guidance, tools, mindset, video training, community, and the accountability that you need to make your habits stick. Join by visiting lifeisorganized forward slash the club. Again, get that first month $100 off. 100 off is the code. There's no long-term obligation. You can cancel anytime, but join us for that first month and see if this is the right place for you. Know that I'm sending you positive vibes and here's to getting more of the right things done. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.